Hello? Chris, it's Scott. Oh, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> totally excellent, dude. Oh, um, okay, cool. Well, what's up? <laughs> Not much, compadre. Just chilling out here at Mikasa. All right. Hey, uh, are you okay? You seem different. Oh, yeah, man, I'm totally tubular. I've just been listening to this bitchin' new podcast and scarfing down some zaz, you know? Right. Bitchin'. Totally. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, and it's a completely gnarly new show that breaks down, analyzes, and discusses the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one shell kicking minute at a time! Wait, one minute at a time? Like, a whole episode dedicated to just, like, one minute of the movie? Oh. Hey, Scott, hold on a second. Dude, I have got a boss new podcast to show you. Oh my god, it's like totally rad. You're gonna freak. Hey, Adam, Rachel, uh, come in, I guess. Is that Scott? Put him on speaker. Yeah, he was just telling me about Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles Minute. Minute. Excellent. Excellent. Rad. Dude, dudette, how totally mondo is that show? Totally, man. I like scope so many fresh new knowledge nuggets. I feel like my brain is going to explode. Yeah, and it comes out every day of the week, so I can just max and relax and score some serious turtle time. Chris, you have to motor over to DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute right now. Yeah, okay, I, I just... Am I going to start talking like that? Yo, Connor, don't be a spaz. Yeah, be wicked. Bodacious. Righteous. Fresh. So, bro, what's it going to be? You going to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute or what? Well, I guess there's only one thing to say. Cowabunga! Yeah! yeah! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, available July 31st on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering mall rats one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 104, which is quite possibly the greatest bad hands minute of all time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Niall McGowan, all the way from Bat Minutes. Bat Minute is so far away. Over there in Gotham City, which yeah. is, I guess it wouldn't be all that far. Gotham City is supposed to be in Jersey, so yeah, it, would, it would only be like an hour and a half from here. <laughs> I think I've been there. Yeah. Oh, listen. <laughs> You think Gotham City's shitty. You should come see what it really looks like. <laughs> Listen, I would spend a year in Gotham City to spend, to spend one night in Camden. True. <laughs> True. And that's where we go for all our entertainment. Oh, yeah. All our stuff's right there. It's, uh, yeah. It's, they have everything, like, sectioned off in one corner of the city where you can go to, like, concerts and stuff. Right. Concerts, if you go any, If you go anywhere else, you're going to die. I mean, yeah. there's just no other way. <laughs> The city used to have like what two hundred thousand people in it. Now it's got like twenty five thousand in it. Yeah, it's like abandoned. It's great. It's like a little Detroit. <laughs> I think they even cut their police force in half, didn't they? Oh, they fired the whole police force like at least yeah. twice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> They've had like six mayors in a row sent to jail. It's great. <laughs> no, no, it's a fine town. Just to- <laughs> I'm sure it's. Oh, it sounds, it sounds delightful. The problem like, with the problem with it is no Batman. There's no Batman. In- in- oh, there, there is no <laughs> Batman. Scared to go there. Yeah. There's no Batman there. <laughs> Well, he can't exactly leap off buildings since there's like one 15-story building and everything else is like a three-story crumbling project. 
He's going to drag every villain to that one building and hang he would put, He would die because as soon as he put his uh, batarang up and tried to swing from it, the, the facade of the building would collapse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not made of stone like everything in uh, Burton's Gotham City does. You know, there's like 50 gargoyles in every building. Oh, yeah. It's a big, very, very handy for the, for the caped vigilante. Just like, oh, no, there's loads of stuff to cling on to around here. That's why you never see a... You'll, you'll hit something. You'll hit something. Yeah, you never see a... You don't see uh, superheroes running around Los Angeles because it's all spread out. It's like, <laughs> no, I like New York. All the buildings are tight together. You can go around. Yeah, they, don't look, they don't look right running three blocks to get to the next <laughs> building. <laughs> and they're tights. It could be. I always imagine, like, if you put... Because the only big action movie beyond, like, Die Hard, that I can remember, is, like, the set in L.A. I think is Speed. Speed's L.A., right? So, that makes sense, though, because they're out on the highways. Oh, yeah, get that bus they, moving. Can you imagine, though, if they made, like, Speed a Batman movie? So, like, he'd have to be out, like... Just running down like Batman broad daylight. <laughs> there's nowhere to swing from. He's just like, oh, crap. He'd just have to be in the Batmobile the whole well, freaking time. If I've learned anything from, uh, what was it, Dark Knight Rises, just just uh, keep Batman at night. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. He does not need to be out in broad daylight because it does not look great. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good at all. Although then that, that always raises the question, though, uh, of like, and it's almost kind of like perpetuated in the Dark Knight, like the, you know, the, the, the previous movie where it's like, if you want to get away with stuff, why don't you just do it in the day? Because Joker, ha- Joker has that big robbery at the start of the movie. Like, you know, the school bus thing. It's like, yeah, well, there's no Batman around to stop him. Because <laughs> it's, it's like 3 in the afternoon. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you get away with murder in the day. It's, it's like you're fighting normal. Dracula. You just, I just got to be done by sundown. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's just, it's all, all these mobsters just have to just adjust your, your sleep schedule and then just do yeah. everything in the day. Don't meet up at night to have these clandestine meetings. <laughs> Don't you do anything at night? <laughs> you do, do it. Do it in the day. Yeah, sleep at night in a fortress. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you uh, can do drug deals in the day as well. Like yeah. it does happen. So just go. Just you know, get a bit of sun. You know, a little healthier lifestyle for everybody. Well, speaking of Batman, we're not totally off topic here because uh, Kevin Smith as Silent Bob is doing his best Batman, which is mostly hanging upside down and <laughs> well, you say, poking you say at that, a uh, VCR for no reason. You say that. I, I say again, the Dark Knight, the Joker. At the end, this is the same thing. And just like you imagine, I'm going like, oh, you know, <laughs> let it go. Uh, the you know, all you need is a little push. You can just imagine Silent Bob coming out with that. Now, I'm surprised <laughs> Kevin Smith hasn't brought this up. I've been like, I fucking did that dangling upside down myself. <laughs> like, what? Uh, the, only, the, the only difference is, I think if I threw something to the Joker, he'd catch it. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have this written down. So is this a bad throw or uh, bad hands? Whose fault is this? I'd say bad throw because yeah, he's hanging upside down. You got to be spot on if you're hanging upside down catching something. So the thrower better be really good at it. Yeah, I mean it's not like I think it's just I, I don't blame either of them myself. I think it's just the hands of fate, the bad hands of fate. Really, more <laughs> my than problem meadows the hands of fate. My problem <laughs> is again I've had this before. Why is there a VCR up in the rafters? <laughs> why why was this the way they chose how to do this? Where he's yeah. hanging upside down by a rope tied to his leg. <laughs> true, true. He's lucky he's still conscious. He's been upside down for 15 minutes. <laughs> Snoochy boochies. Snoochy boochies. Like- he's just laying there. He's dead. <laughs> all the blood rushed to his head. He's unconscious. That could be the guy has a rough day of, you know, just having to direct this movie as well. Just like, oh, I'm up, like, banging upside down. Like, so, Kevin, you want to do another take? No. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> no, we we're good. It. I got it. I do like that he throws him the videotape and you just see it go right past him. But you don't see him make any real effort to catch it. No, no. He just kind of watches it go. Well, I mean, it's still the. I, I don't want to blame Silent Bob for this because he has, always does come across as the, you know, the competent one of the two. So I don't think like, oh, he could totally catch this, you know, if uh, I, I, well, you know, he doesn't obviously, but like, 
I don't blame him for this. Like, I, I, I don't blame Jay either, but at the same time, I extra don't blame Silent Bob. And it's, uh, it's like, um, I completely forgot the point. I was like, what, 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 how, how do we start that? I don't know. I feel like they could have handed this off somehow. Like, you couldn't pull him back up, or obviously he's got to get down some way. I mean, not the way he ends up getting down, but he had to get there somehow. Mm. Like, what was his exit strategy here? <laughs> he had to get out off that rope at some point. <laughs> I get that too. You're relying on Jay. presumably Jay would pull him up, but then that's even just like why would you rely on? I guess you you, you just have to make the sacrifice. Like, well, I'm not going to let him be the guy to to handle the v, like the the VHS right uh, in the thing. So you, you know, it, it, you're with a constant liability here. Why would you trust him to do anything? This <laughs> yeah, you could like oh, I'll let him throw me the tape. That's bound to not go wrong. <laughs> but then yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah, there's no way, no way that could go terribly. <laughs> I do have to say though, I, I um, do you what, do you guys have any uh, emotional attachment to VHS tapes? I, I miss them as a medium. I always preferred them over really? like DVDs and stuff. I just had yeah. a thing about like no VHS is a, like, I know they're not the superior format, I, but, I, but I don't know if it's totally based on those were my childhood media. Like growing up, like I have a nostalgic attachment to them. I can remember not. Not the bought VHS tapes, because we only had a few of those. The ones you would like buy just a movie. You buy Mall Rats. But we would tape stuff from like really, HBO really? and stuff. And of course we would rent movies and steal them. And we right. would you have two VCRs and you could copy them. Oh yeah, yeah. And we would do that all the time. Like I can re- still remember now, twenty some years down the line, like I'll watch a movie. I told the guys at Rocky Minute this. In my mind, when Rocky Two ends, the Breakfast Club starts. <laughs> that that uh, I can see the the credits rolling on Rocky, and then I hear someone go Shermer High School, Shermer Illinois. I hear it in my mind, <laughs> and when it doesn't happen, I'm disappointed. I mean, I got, I've got the same. Um, so I'm getting up to go on uh, Mogwai Minute and like uh, rewatching Gremlins too, because I've watched the, my version I had of that was taped off the TV, and even watching the movie now is like, there's where an ad break is. That's where an ad break is. Like I just know that where. It's instilled in me of like, yep, that's where that happens. That's where that happens. That's where it breaks for the news and all this kind of stuff. So um, I, I just always appreciate though, like the VHS is like, I know there's like, oh, you can get these things now. It's like pristine quality and all this kind of thing. But I always liked the sort of, I always thought there was a sort of a, an air of mystery about them in that like you put them in and it's just this, this blackness yeah. for a long time. And then the thing comes out. And then as soon as it's over, it's back into this blackness and stuff. I always but I like can that. already see, I can see how physical media is going to die because even now as someone who had physical media for years, I do find it almost impossible to be like, now I could go get that DVD of the movie right. I bought that oh, I well. have not seen. Venom's still sitting there. <laughs> but instead, I'm too lazy to get up, so I'm going to hit my streaming, and for some inexplicable reason, I'm going to watch Police Academy. <laughs> uh, Freaking speaking of Venom, though, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for these kind of things to bite him in the ass on day. But I do remember seeing that, like, uh, apparently on the DVD extras. Like, I've only, I saw it in the, the theater, so I'm not going to buy the DVD of Venom. But I do understand that Kevin Smith was brought in to to talk about it. And apparently, I think he talked about it in Fat Man and Batman. And he's just like, oh, yeah, they brought me in. And they're just, they just told me some stuff. And I was just put in front of the camera to be like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then every other everywhere. time he mentions the movie, he's just like, oh, fucking Venom. What the hell is that shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. He's literally everywhere. I just turned the TV on the other day, and he was having a rap battle with Jay on. <laughs> oh, they were dropped the mic, right? Yeah, dropped the mic. I just saw it the other day. They're everywhere. He's got to drum up publicity for this reboot movie. Like, that's true. What I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. We got another movie added to our friggin' list. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> I thought we were good at, like, five. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I do wonder what that's going to be like, though, in, 
uh, you, know, you guys will, as you said, you'll obviously get to it, but like Jason Muse's humor in 2020, like what's that going to, is he, is he going to tone himself down? Are they going to be like, no, we got to cut out like 90% of the things that Jay would normally say because it wouldn't but fly now. It's funny because he, Jay himself is now such a different person than he was then. Yeah. Like all through those movie, movies, he's a huge, you know, heroin addict all through yeah, those movies. Yeah. And like now he's all clean and he makes Legos. I, he's like, is he even capable of that humor anymore? Well, here's, here's a question, um, like for for you guys, because you, you have to deal with this character for like, like a, three or four more movies. If not more, um, but the the character of Jay, do you think he's supposed to be likable, or do you think he's supposed to be an asshole? I think he it's is. What Ke- yeah, it's what Kevin says about Jason Mewes. He'll do things and get away with stuff you never could, right? Because people can tell that, that he is a good person, has a good heart, and so, that he's he is full of shit most of the time, <laughs> and everything he's saying he would never act on because he's it's a complete front. Mm. All his stuff. So he gets away with it. Where if you did it, people would like hate your guts if you act the way he did. <laughs> so your answer, Nile, is yes, like a boy asshole. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember Again, the, the yeah. clerks very cartoon. difficult to ride that. <laughs> so I think it might be right because I remember in the Clerks cartoon, Jay comes across in that as more almost kind of like like he's an antagonist to the like he's a, he's a frequent nuisance to the to the clerks. Like, I know he is a nuisance in the movies as well. Right. But he seems like they, they could kind of get on with him. Like, but as I recall in the clerks cartoon, it seemed more like he was flat out insulting them. He would do things that seemed to genuinely kind of ruin their day and stuff. It just seemed like they've, because Kevin Smith wasn't writing all of that. People who, other people who were given the character were just like, oh yeah, so he's a dick, right? So you just write him <laughs> like he's a complete annoying asshole who's just around ruining people's days the whole time where he's not supposed to be exactly that. Well, and especially in this movie, like, they're, like, the co-protagonists. Like, they're the help. Mm. And they they serve the same role in Dogma when they show up. I mean, they're so, they have a very small role in Chasing Amy. But, like, in Dogma, they're, they attach themselves to the lead of the movie as, like, the help. Like, they're not against anybody. In Clerks, they're kind of against them. But, they're again, they're more, like, nuisances. They're just a bump in the road. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the real antagonist is, you know, Dante fooling around with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and literally every customer that comes in the whole day <laughs> oh honestly every customer alright well we, we've held it off as long as we could now we have to get back to Claire Forlani and Jeremy London acting at each oh, other again oh great there we go <laughs> can we skip it can we just skip it oh no 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 no. we, we, we are going to take this opportunity that we have here and we're going to uh, we're going to talk Niall about we're going to talk accents mm. because I'm going to uh, say hers shows through pretty well on this one yeah and this is not the worst offense we have in the beginning of the movie they must have shot the beginning like almost in sequence, um, it's bad in the beginning. Yeah. It sounds like like it was her first day, and they were like, "Oh no, no, you need to do an American accent." Well, that, that's the thing. Like again, you guys, you presumably like there must be some footage, or there must be some interview where they say why they cast these particular people. Because it's just like, like why would you? Like why? Like particularly, I can almost get clarifying away with it because she is at least you know likable yeah but ts is just like what is this the most bland actor i've ever seen in my life he's just kind of choking on dialogue and he's just sort of stumbling his way he's just gliding his way through this movie while everyone else is doing the work around him and stuff to me it seems anyway 
And it's just like, why? Why did they cast? Couldn't you have got a more? Ca- Don't you want your lead actor to be more charismatic? How did he blow you? Like even Brian O'Hara, it wasn't fair. Any, everybody in Clerks is a better actor than this guy. Yeah, we talked about that when I was like, Clerks was literally he cast that from local theater actors in Jersey. Yeah, that all the people were either small roles were his friends and larger roles were theater people, and Brian O'Halloran carries that movie like he's the center of that movie. He has a lot of time on him, mm. and he does it. Meanwhile, cut to this movie where this guy is allegedly a professional actor, and he's giving you nothing. It's it's one of those like he's not even. I hate to say that he's not bad. He's not so bad where you're like Jesus. It's day two and you're like we got to fire this guy. He's terrible. Yeah, but he's so. Bland, and we talked about earlier. There was a couple scenes with Rooker where he obviously fumbled his dialogue, mm. but they were longer shots, and they had to keep him. Poor Michael Rooker's trying to drag this guy around, <laughs> just like I'm doing everything I can here. Like I'm, I'm turning up to eleven, and this guy's giving me nothing. Oh, that, that's the like the the thing of like any, particularly you know the the infamous you know the chocolate covered pretzel scene. It's just like when you actually get you know the the caliber then of like Jason Lee and Michael Rooker playing off each other. Like that's when everything's like, oh, this is gold. Like these right. two guys here are just on fire. <laughs> and that scene is like, why can't the whole movie just be these two guys? <laughs> well, And we talked about it. It was like, you could see, like Kevin's obviously not an idiot because you see what characters go from this movie to chasing Amy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Oh, he takes Jason Lee. He obviously takes Ben <laughs> Affleck. We talked about the best female characters, Joey, Lauren, Adams. So mm. she goes. Oh, she oh, definitely yeah. goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the like same a, thing, like every time she's on screen, she's full of personality and she's like lighting up the whole thing and then her and Jason Lee are going back and forth and then like, you know, fucking Eeyore starts talking. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> I do think that, and like, uh, you know, okay, because you've already covered the scene, but like um, I, th- I think uh, Michael Rooker's delivery of the line, oh no, is the when he's been offered the pretzel. It's just like it's my favorite pretending <laughs> to not want something that you clearly – it's just the way like, oh, yeah, oh no, no, I couldn't possibly – I just love his delivery of like – because it's, it's just like every time someone offers me something now that I clearly want, but I have to pretend for social etiquette that you don't. <laughs> I, no. I have him in my head going, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I told. I think we covered. Was it last week? We covered. I think my favorite line of his in the movie when he quotes the line from Animal House when he said, "What the fuck's going on down there?" <laughs> <laughs> but he does it the slow way, which is the way I always think of it in my mind when something's going crazy. When he goes, "What the fuck is going on down there?" <laughs> and I'm sure at some point in my life, I've, it's one of those. It's a. It's a quote from a movie you make with no one's ever going to get it, right? Because it's a generic line. And if anybody did get it, you'd be like, well, this person's insane. Like, why do they? <laughs> why do they? It's one thing if you say, would you like a chocolate covered pretzel? And somebody's like, oh, it's from Mallrats. Mm. I think I've got one uh, that I've, um, I've got one of all my friends saying. Cause we used to, me, me and another friend of mine, when we lived together, uh, we used to watch Heat. Like, you know, the Pacino, De Niro, Heat. Uh, I don't even know. Not, not the, the Sandy Bullock Heat. Uh, but <laughs> the, um, but uh, there's a random line of that with... Um, uh, even now, though, because it might even be like the passage of time. Maybe I'm even misremembering the line. Maybe we've been misquoting it or something. But I always remember Al Pacino coming into the police station going, what have we got? What have we got? And then we used to just say that to each other all the time. And now I've got friends who say who quote that line, and they have no idea what it's from. They just know that we <laughs> say it all the time. And then one of them did eventually go like, what, what is that? Why did you say that? It's like, oh, so Al Pacino says that in Heat. And it's just one scene of this, like one second of this three-hour movie. 
Al Pacino, I think he comes out with that at some point. If he doesn't, I feel now I go back, watch, he, he never says that at all. But like, it came out of the ether for some reason. But now I've got 15 years of people shouting, what have we got? <laughs> people. Just because of, you know, perceived random quote from a thing. But. Yeah, I have the same thing with Arthur. I used to quote a line from Arthur. And it is not right at all. It is not even close. <laughs> There's a part where, right at the beginning, when he's obviously drunk and he falls out of the car. And the line I used to say was, I fell out of the car, Bitterman, because Bitterman's his driver. <laughs> and what he really says is he yells out Bitterman, and then he's just laughing. And he goes, I fell out of the goddamn car. <laughs> so, like, I didn't have it in the right order. I was skipping words. And I was like, I don't care. It's like, that's what I say. <laughs> uh, I do know a guy one time. Um he asked me. He asked me to repeat something. He said, "Say it again, Sam." And I think he was. I think he was tr- thinking he was quoting Casablanca. That's not it. But the thing is, it's like well, But the other thing is, in Casablanca, no one ever says "Play it again, Sam." They say "Play it." And then for some reason, over the years, people really? thought the line was played against Sam. And now he's misquoting the misquotes. <laughs> he's like, not even the getting the misquote right. Yeah, it's like, what, what, friggin', <laughs> what phrase is, this, is that going to be in 50 years' time? <laughs> and I will say, uh, Niall, you lucked out. This has an extra 20 seconds of Jeremy London, Claire Forlani in it that was not in the theatrical cut. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, that's yeah after she, after she, he says uh, something about... When she says uh, no and cuts and says and then he asks again what happened and she says oh he had the usual problems he lacked a sense well let me ask both of you do you both lack a sense of romance would your significant <laughs> others say that about you <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> how about uh, almost ruined my father's career <laughs> now that part is cut out right this is all cut out oh, the whole she doesn't say okay. lacked a sense of romance almost ruined father's career and got me implicated in a murder yeah what they couldn't is, say uh, uh, the murder. Did they cut all this stuff for time, or is it because it starts stretching the believability that she wouldn't know who these people are instantaneously? Well, it's people- cut for time. There's some time cuts. There's also cuts like they talk about getting me implicated in an attempted murder. That was in the original opening that was cut. Yeah. So they're now referencing something that didn't happen. Okay, okay. So they had to cut it for that reason. Thank God. Because mm. in the theatrical cut, you have just enough of them at the show. Which is like right now, like when they're talking for like 30 seconds straight, you're like, oh my God, please, just this is enough. Like you've gone back and forth. I don't need – they talk for an awful long time for you not to recognize your boyfriend's voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's correct. Like I've had friends who have rang me up doing like prank calls and putting on different voices. And you I know, know who it's they are right away. Yeah. It's instantaneously. How the hell does she not know this is her boyfriend? <laughs> and then particularly and, when Brody starts speaking, you'd know who is a mile away. I was just saying, yeah. he's, he's, his best friend's there with him. She doesn't notice that both their voices are the same. Yeah. You know what would be odd for me? If I was her... You recognize T.S., you recognize Brody. I would be thinking, who's the third guy they have with yeah. him? I would think every guy was a plant. She's like, is that the guy from the quick stop? Like, what? <laughs> is that the no. fat asshole that never talks? <laughs> it's like, uh, contestant number three, can you say, I'm not even supposed to be here today, please? <laughs> <laughs> you look like him, except you look like a dopey version of him. Yeah, with feathered hair. <laughs> That's the thing, though, because... Um, if you guys, uh, you know, I'm assuming you've spared yourselves uh, having to go into Claire Forlani's other material, but have you ever looked into uh, Love's Kitchen? The somebody else brought that up earlier. Oh, really? Because I, I think it was just an IMDb sweep. Like they didn't know anything about it. They were just going through. Like I've never heard of this. I've never oh, heard of this. Oh, see, like unfortunately, I've, I've, I've a bit more experience with it because uh, me and a, a friend of mine, we have a 
love meeting up to watch uh, shitty rom-coms. It's just like a kind of it's like kind of like a comfort thing and a relaxing day. It's like you put on a rom-com, you know. It's even if it's really really bad, there's something inherently kind of comforting and just sort of enjoyable about them. So like we do that all the time. And the one we've tried twice and we cannot make it through it is Love's Kitchen really? with uh, Claire Claire Filani, Du Gray Scott, and Gordon Ramsay. Which is uh, which was the main appeal. It's like Gordon Ramsay said, "Holy fuck!" And then you watch the movie, and Gordon Ramsay is like in about one scene, and he's clearly not on set with the actors. Like he's all his scenes are him against some random white wall, where and then he never appears in the same shot as anybody else because they always say like, "Okay, Gordon, you got a minute? Just stand there, say these lines." And he's like, "Oh, can't believe your fucking restaurant's going under, do Grace go? How can you let this happen? What about the food, mate?" And all this—that's a terrible Gordon Ramsay impression, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, the rest of it's like. Uh, the natural, real-life married couple of Claire Forlani and Duke Gray Scott playing like a couple. Well, they don't like each other at first. There is no chemistry between them, <laughs> and it's the most boring bullshit you'll ever watch in your life. And it's like it's it's a shitty rom-com that is too shitty. It is beyond. It is it is you know hands. It is the the chocolate-covered pretzel infused with shit of rom-coms. <laughs> and and I've sat through some Lifetime movies too. <laughs> like my wife will watch them and like you're just you're kind of like you're just watching them and you're like but like you can stomach those because they're so formulaic you're like right all right i've seen this movie 50 times before usually done better but like yeah i get it there's a formula to this there's an a b and a c but like yeah there there is the occasional like what the hell's going on here <laughs> like <laughs> all right thankfully at the very end of the minute before right before it ends um, Brian O'Halloran and Jason Lee are there to swoop in and save us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where Jason Lee gives maybe the finest delivery in the history of cinema. <laughs> when Brian O'Halloran says, oh, what about me? And it just goes, Gil, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is not only the perfect delivery. It is the perfect New Jersey answer to somebody. Uh, I have seen people shut down like that many times. <laughs> And Gil uh, deserves it too, by and the way. he totally deserves it. Yes, he definitely deserves it. Who would do, who do we have on time one time, Chris? That was asking if we if people really acted like this, like they do in the movies that he does. I can't. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah they uh, do. They do. They absolutely. They do. They one hundred percent act like this. I literally, <laughs> if said, not worse. <laughs> I literally sent Jeff a text message telling him to shove it up his ass earlier today. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All they do is we just put each other down and attack yeah. people like. There was a. If you ever watch uh, one of Colin Quinn's stand up, he talks about it. He's talking specifically about New York, but it, it goes all up and down the East Coast. Of if someone is cutting you up and touching you, that's good. Like they're hitting you on the shoulder. Ah, yeah. Like that's good. If they're not touching you, but they have their hands on themselves, mm. they hate your guts. <laughs> like they're <laughs> putting their hands down, like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> or they're staring directly into your eyes when they're doing it. That's yeah. a problem, too. <laughs> uh, if they don't like you, they're not talking to you at all. Like yeah. you're getting nothing. Yeah. I will say we, uh, in uh, in Ireland we've uh, we've abbreviated the uh, the Brody like oh shut the fuck up Gil like that the uh, uh, which I think we've done much better where people just say fuck up like it's just like if someone's <laughs> if you just want someone to stop you're just like oh, fuck up would you like it's a real <laughs> I think it really cuts to the chase a lot quicker because yeah, like, like you're not calling someone to fuck up you're just telling them to fuck up to fuck <laughs> just up. think most of the people from here came from there anyway. <laughs> so and the, everyone that's still here was too fucking lazy to go any further west they were like nah fuck it I'm here <laughs> I'm not going any further <laughs> it was like do you want to head west and go over those mountains fuck that <laughs> over doing the that. mountains no way over the mountains are you crazy I'm not even crossing this river <laughs> 
I'm good right here, thanks. <laughs> How far have we gone? 30 miles inland? Let's set up shop. Yeah. This looks like a good spot. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's, like it's better. Like, I had to go over on the, on the boat. I'd be like, oh no, the hell that. Like, I, I would be literally like, okay, we got here. That's it. Like, yeah. I'm not, Listen, I'm not there's a reason why New York is so big because a lot of people got there and were like, no, we're done. Yeah, we're, yeah that's, that's, I'm done traveling. This is the end of my line here. That's, that was, <laughs> oh, that was the other thing from the uh, uh, that Colin Quinn special, which I will only mention one more time. He does the whole history of New York and he talks about when the Irish showed up. It was before all the cool shit was there. There was no Statue of Liberty. There was no nothing. <laughs> so, like, so they show up and they were like, oh, look, we just left all the shitty docks in Ireland to pull up to the shitty dock in New York. <laughs> it's like, I thought the roads were paved with gold. They're paved with shit. <laughs> right. see, that's the thing now because I've never been to New York, but because I've heard from so many movies that it's supposed to be like a cesspool and stuff. I'm going to be not. disappointed if I get there. It's nice. It's like, oh, come on. It is nice, especially because you're going to – you're going to go to Times Square because that's where everybody goes. Yeah, yeah. And Times Square is nice and super safe because there's a cop every 15 fucking feet. Mm. Like the New York police force is gigantic. <laughs> it's probably the size of many nations' armies. There's a lot of <laughs> cops there. And they are concentrated heavily in Manhattan where the tourists are. I mean, well, I've been to a, a lot of cities. I find New York to be one of the safer cities. Mm. I mean, there's other places like it's it's the outlying cities you don't want to go to, like cross the bridge and go into Newark, New Jersey. No, that's where you don't want to be. Uh, <laughs> I feel now I'll just be like I'll be wandering down the streets at night, but like, you should just know like really like seedy looking prostitutes just hanging around the streets, or no one's br- busted open a fire hydrant, or oh, because you think it's the '70s still. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, or the '80s. I want that 70s taxi driver experience of like, yeah. See, you come out of now, like, if I take the train up to New York, you come out, like, right under, like, Madison Square Garden, you come out, it does not look like it's taxi driver. It looks like, what am I, fucking Disney World? What is this? (laughs) There's the M&M store and all this this tourist crap all over the place where, like, I know the real New Yorkers are like, oh, what the fuck happened to this? It used to all be, like, porno places up and down the thing. You think you could go to the tourist board there and be like, would you guys consider... Just for just for the sake of tourists, like cordoning off one street and make turning that back into the seventy, so people can walk up and down that street once and be like, hey, take maybe, pictures. Yeah, so you never know. I might get stabbed on my way up. You know, <laughs> let's see what's gonna happen. Well, I mean, you can't. Make, it's not like stabby stab, but you can go over to what in the Philly in a couple of places where. They still have the streets from like 1750 there. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much as old as shit gets here. Like that's <laughs> it. Cobblestone. Like, anything before that, we were living in tents. So like our history doesn't go back any further than that, <laughs> unless it's uh, Native Americans. But unfortunately, we made we made them a little harder to find because mm. uh, <laughs> apparently our ancestors were not the nicest people in the world. <laughs> yeah. This is they keep they came over here with a lot of very dark notes here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone from Europe came over here with. Uh, Lots of guns and very strong immune systems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go out on that because yeah. that is terrible. Yeah. Which is – so, I mean, if I could lock it back, it's terrible like um, some of the acting this minute. I don't know. Yeah. Does that lock it back into the minute? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to accept that one. Uh, well, <laughs> we went to the judges on that one. They're giving you a no. <laughs> yeah, they're saying no. All right. Now that we've gone off on genocide, Niall, please tell us about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I was trying to think of my podcast, and anyway, ties into genocide. Uh, <laughs> the penguin tries to wipe out, do a genocide of the firstborn sons of Gotham. I guess so. They, there you go, <laughs> kind of ties in. But yes, I'm from uh, Bat Minute, where we're talking about the t- uh, Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Batman movies, one minute at a time. Uh, we're currently mid Batman Returns, and we'll be starting uh, Batman Forever. 
uh, probably later in the well, we starting to record it this year. It'll be out by the end of the year, I guess. So uh, people are so inclined, you can listen to that entire first movie. Uh, we've got all of that done. Ton of good guests on there. We've got all nearly all the second movie done now, and then you can lie and wait, and uh, just you know bide bide your time until the third one comes out. Uh, and you can do that by subscribing on like you know iTunes and whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And we are Go the, for it, Chris. Oh, I now. was going. I was going trying to beat you to it. <laughs> we are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. We did Clerks. Now we're working our way through Mallrats. If you like the sound of our voices, you can go all the way back and listen to the Burbs Minute. That's the Tom Hanks movie, one minute at a time. Uh, we're on uh, Dueling Genre. <laughs> did you have a stroke? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I, I, I had a stroke. <laughs> we, you can also find us on MoviesByMinutes.com with that minute and pay special attention to the star wars minute that are ones who started on us you got anything else jeff before i mess up again <laughs> no chris just shut the fuck up see now there's a minute with a strong line to use <laughs>